You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Welcome back to the Riverdale gang show. <laughs> um, recorded here on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. I'm Ryan. And I am Chloe. We're a bit tired this week, gang. We're doing a lot in our normal, everyday, non-Riverdale gang lives. I mean, there's Riverdale in many parts of my life right now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't usually brag about my, like, other art hobby jobs. But it, now is the time. Okay, so if you're in Vancouver area, um, Geek Enders is hosting a all-Beatles, live Beatles all nerdlesque review this By Friday. By live Beatles, um, Brian means <laughs> a very, very good tribute band. I've been saying very impressed. Beatles recreationists, basically. Yeah, that's they, actually they a good They do way like picture, it. like recording perfect live versions yeah. of the Beatles, Beatles rep. Um, and the spectacular band we're working with. And we're doing all sorts of. I'm, I'm just hyped because we had dress rehearsal last night. And so that's been on my mind for. The last 14 hours. It was so good. It was so gay. It was so gay. Um, It was so gay. Yep. Yogi Bear. Oh, yeah. Yogi Bear. Oh, yeah. Lucille Ball tribute. Oh, yeah. Uh, A little bit of Riverdale time. Some Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonzo and Camilla making out. If you're a Riverdale nerd, this one might appeal to you if you also enjoy the music of the Beatles. Um, Yeah. So just wanted to, like... Share my excitement for once. Yes. Because the timing is timely. I'm going to fully own. I was very excited about this burlesque when I first heard about it. Um, one of the the former AD of Geek Enders, who's still very heavily involved in the company, um, booked this Beatles tribute band for her birthday. Yeah. And then was like, we're going to do a show with them. And I was like, cool. Beatles songs are really narratively interesting. This is going to be just a breeze. People are going to have a great time with it. And then there was this extra layer of like, early 60s culture yep. reference and I'm gonna own I hated it initially I was like that's bad they've ruined it I saw the dress rehearsal last night I am wrong I will own that I am wrong it's great <laughs> I am a child who thrived on Nick at Night and I have no idea what that is but cool like like in the 90s the vintage 60s and 70s sitcom shows on replay oh. the, the first like throwback so like the weird millennial sub-generation who grew up watching Happy Days and Gilligan's right. Island. Uh, so, like, there's a Gilligan's Island clowning oh solo. God, so there's funny. Yeah. So that's my gush of the day about something not at all related to. It's not even politics today, although that's wild, too. Yeah, it's been wild. <laughs> it's been really wild. Um, Victoria is exploding. Not literally, because we're lucky. But um, but it's exploding at the moment. Um, oh yeah, some political turmoil. Victoria, yes. BC. There are a lot of Victorias. Oh yeah, Victoria, BC. I think Victoria. I was just reading in about Australia. us in Australia. It might be exploding in a different way. Well, it's um, wild. An indigenous right rights now, group y'all. just brought drove a power drill bulldozer onto Parliament grounds and started drilling. Great. Just like to make a statement. Great. Australia's. Good with that. So anyway, Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale. Um, I'm rambling also because this was a weird episode yeah, and I don't have as much uh, loving gushing commentary, which is a weird vibe coming off of last week's um, My Breakfast with Sean adventure, <laughs> um, which was a whole different 
high, a whole different ride, and a whole different um, narrative tone. Yeah. Um, Sean content was fun. Yeah. This episode, but I don't... So, there in season two, there were these episodes mm-hmm. where nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And this felt a little like one of those episodes for me. Yep, yep, Although yep. some things happened. Like, uh, the plot advanced, but... But, like, mo- it was a very pieces on the chessboard spreading out. Like, getting... This is this this episode was them getting information for some trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone made, uh, made good intention mistakes that are going to come back and bite them in the butt. Yeah. And, like... What what did strike me of this episode is um, it was rather transparent to me in its formula. Oh, that might, that's a good way that of putting it. That might be yeah. a little bit of this is this is what I do is pick this stuff apart. Yeah. But um, I really felt um, it was a little bit paint by numbers how to make everyone's life harder. Um, and I like that you mentioned season two because it feels like some of the clunkier moments of plot ensemble machinations um and i I don't believe some of the choices these characters made this episode it felt disingenuous and rushed and foolish so anyway yeah this is gonna be a snark vibe also i I need ryan (laughs) as um the person in the room uh who can comment on this to explain WTF with Kevin's plot. Okay, so... This, this agender pansexual passing straight confused human is confused. <laughs> well, there is an enormous subgenre of gay porn for youthful men, twinks, if you will, um, in all sorts and varied fetish activities. Well, yes. Um, it is a sub-genre of sex work, certainly, and, and sex work performance. Um, I know all those things. So far, I yes, know these yes, things. Yes, yes, <laughs> So, I'm to comment on the culture. You can comment on whatever you want. <laughs> I guess mostly I'm just, like, the, the plot seems absolutely preposterous yes. to me. Is there some strange clue that I am missing, or is this just jumping the shark straight into the shark being tickled? If you watched a lot of cheap gay porn, it might be a reference for you. Like, that's the closest thing to a reference I've got pinging so far. Okay. So far, it's just a a parade of red flags and bad decisions and minors on tape doing sexual acts for money. Okay. Like, there's no... There's nothing yet... I've seen. I've found no redemptive gay yet in that plot line. I'm just cringing quietly in a corner as okay, great. as my child makes bad life decisions. Okay, cool. I think. Yep. Never mind. I was on the same page <laughs> as what wasn't like. I'm great. We're on. We're on the same page there. We're on the same page it, there. Okay. I was. I was gushing earlier to Chloe about an unrelated artistic project, um, which is super super earlier. gay, <laughs> and how pleased I am that um, it includes a certain um, like capital G gay is what I have said. Oh, yeah. um, the the like a particular cultural movement, the the San Francisco '90s gay, the the. Um, there is a subculture, I really think, among, per, like, particular... It's the grinder subculture. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a separated community and, and code that has such this lineage back to, like, the gay bar and bathhouse scene. And that does exist in interesting contemporary ways. 
um, adjacent and part of, but definitely a sub um, culture within the queer community, the LGBTQ community. Um, and it's it's not a place where I spend a lot of time, partially because it, it I find has a lot of it has carried a lot of issues with it from decades and generations of cultural revolution um, and is often not uh, where my people live, but it's also uh, an entire branch of media and expression that was basically the only stuff I had hmm. growing up. Like, Queer as Folk, uh, the, the US version, is a hypersexualized um, straight cis, straight-passing cis male erotica. Right. Um, and fantasy erotica. And there are all sorts of um, body image issues and racial biases and um, misogynistic biases r- rolled all into that. Um, but when done empathetically and lovingly and sex positively, mm-hmm. um, there are these little niche- niches that are like, oh yeah, that's like, that's my formative porn. Hmm. Kind of. Kind of. To be blunt. Um, in media. In storytelling, the formative, um, these were the, the, the warm, fuzzy romance models. Interesting. Mostly coached in pornographic forms. Yes, well, yeah. we don't live in a culture that understands that men in romantic relationship are often just loving and cuddly and not, like, leather. Yeah. That's Which is also great and loving and, and sweet and Yogi wonderful. Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Um, Kevin is none of these positive... Kevin's storyline appears to be none of this positive things, but coercive, multi-level marketing, sex work, um, exploitation of a minor. None, nothing, no good is coming of this. Yeah, it was interesting. That guy who came in during the video looked like something that, like, Tom of Holland would draw and then, like, throw away promptly because it didn't look right. And also isn't consensual, which all of those, like, amazingly sexy Tom of Holland... Mm-hmm things are yeah sex positive everyone's engaging sex positive consenting adults with hair no Mm -hmm. less women over here would love a little more of that (laughs) now i i want to acknowledge that this arc that kevin's playing out i'm sure it's a real thing sex trafficking is no small part of um the porn industry of of uh, a lot of media that exists, but um, I also want to recognize it's a particular type of um, fantasy absurd scenario taken to extre- an extreme. I think in mm-hmm. this in this situation, in this setup anyway, it's uh, it's a real fast escalating thing. Um, but also, Kevin is like. Yeah, the perce- the the presentation of the coercive process is also a little wonky. Anyway, should we jump in with all of that Let's preamble? Jump in. Also, I should say that if the character of Kevin has already turned eighteen, he is perfectly entitled to be in whatever tickling videos he wants for money, uh, isn't he? Legitimate, fair. Yeah. I guess it's their grad year. I guess it. He, but I don't know. I I, yeah, I don't know either. It's sketch, y'all. It's really sketch. And yeah, if, if he is 18, there are there are better ways. Yeah, but also like say it if ways. he's 18. You know what I mean? Please make it clear, Riverdale. Yes. Or don't. Anyway, ready for the Badoom gang? So ready. All right. Three, two, one. Badoom. We, we need to take that one again, Riverdale. Okay. Okay. Don't Three. We, we started in the wrong place. I the did. I did. It's okay. Three, two, two one. one. Ba-doom. Ba-doom.
Previously on Riverdale. Except not again. Oh yeah, we Except we're just in a juggy, uh, juggy, juggy, um, maybe we don't get one this time. We didn't get one last week. Yeah. Well, what, we don't know what's up with Netflix, but we're looking at uh, Svelte Sean Deppner. Yes. Anyway. Well, we have Juggy Preamble, and that often precludes a previously on, or sometimes That's does. That's true. Um, here's our questionable Uncle Frank. Yep. I... Make a breakfast. I okay. am all for narratives of recovery in different difficult situations. I didn't um, jive with the nuance of Uncle Frank's decisions here. The transparentness of good intention, bad choices yeah, felt but, a little yeah. mechanical to me here. A little, a little fit into the mold. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't love this like. I don't know what this is. This, like, right of manhood. Take my tool belt from my dead dad. I don't know. It just really bugged me. Mm. There is a lot here of that, like, rings true from a particular type of small-town oh, masculinity. Oh, the door. I didn't know. Um, that, 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 um, the family, family, family. The, all the honor talk. All mm-hmm. the, what does it mean? What does family mean? And um, I definitely you know, have seen firsthand how people people related to family businesses live and relate to that business very differently, often, not always, but often, um, especially multi-generational businesses. There often are liberties taken, like the, the plot point of him taking 200 bucks from petty cash. Um, there's good ethical grounds for that to not be okay, but yeah. that's not not normal. In a great number of businesses yes, and operations, totally. especially small or regular cash flow operations like a small town construction mm-hmm. company, um, like I see the I see the reality in his bad choices. Um, it's more the mechanical lining up of um, good intention, bad idea, good intention, bad idea, good intention, oh, bad idea. Yeah, that he that like the pattern is mechanical so far to me. Hmm. Is she just there before class? Just drive out for a quickie. I guess she's got a spare block know. at the start of the day to drive. Isn't how many hours away? Involved? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I am now getting to the point with Betty that I got to with Tony, which is mm. I don't think this is a healthy relationship for Betty. Okay, okay, okay. It, uh, t- based on, like, let's unpack that. Tell me more. Yeah, so her, um, we can talk through this science, oh, yeah. although it was kind of fun. Like, I love that this adult, by the way, is like the one responsible adult in <laughs> Riverdale who's like, I don't drink during my job and not with students. <laughs> I loved that. Um, anyway, uh, her uh, partner is starting to omit things. Oh, yes. In a way that is really circumspect. Yes. Basically, f- f- like, I'm not really a hose before bros, bros before hose. Also, that's like a very problematic chicks mm-hmm, before mm-hmm, dicks. That's mm-hmm. all very problematic. But the, the premise of supporting uh, a uh, peer's bad behavior. Yeah. That jazz. Uh, I don't, the reason I, the reason I, uh, 
I think you should honor and love your friends, and I think that's very important, and I have chosen mm. to do that over partners many times in my life. Mm. Um, but uh, I don't think that's the problem with Jughead. The problem is that he's, like, starting to, like, value things more than or as much as Betty in a way that he feels he can't be honest about, mm. which is, like, mm. a troubleshine, I mm. would say, personally. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I had a very different read on Jughead's arc this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that there's, um, we've got different takes here. Um, mm-hmm. Because what I saw more were the manipulations around Jughead. Um, I guess, like the, the situation he's getting himself. I guess I saw the I saw the, the same flags as you, but I wasn't really looking at the relationship here, mm-hmm. I guess. He's so much as... plot in the characterization more. Maybe I just don't care much about the relationship yeah, in this episode. Enough. Fair enough. I mean, their problem here felt contrived enough to me. Like, they came by honest, bad choices. Mm. Jughead uses something against his best judgment. Jughead accepts bad advice. Archie accepts bad advice. Betty doesn't even accept the bad advice, but suffers for it. Um, Veronica accepts Cheryl's terrible, terrible, impulsive idea. What the hell? Cheryl Blossom. Everyone's just listening to bad ideas and not thinking things through. Yeah. But, and it's not even that they all should know better, which they all should. They've all been through worse, but we all make stupid choices. But it's just a lot of bad choices in a row. Yeah. I thought Charles is just there, by the way. Like, yeah. she hasn't talked to him once this episode. We saw him with Jughead, and he's suddenly just there. It's um, I nice, also kind of love that um, Betty and Jughead went to Charles for help in this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not Charles. It's Brett. <laughs> Oops. Also, <Yeah>. also, also, <laughs> little throwback moment to this. Yeah. We, too, mixed them up. He also designed Thornhill? <laughs> Is that what I heard her just say? No. Oh, yeah? That's fun. That's a fun Wow, my brain like was a- behind. Oh, yep. Charles is there. Yep. Never mind. Charles and Brett? Charles and Brett are there. This is one of the scenes they had together, yeah. obviously, where it's like, what? It's really... Yeah. The one thing that I enjoyed as narrative growth here is Betty's rivalry with Brett fleshing out. Yeah, I like it. Um, the way she is taking over him as an antagonist. Um... Because Jughead is no longer... Jughead is not leading this plot in any meaningful way. Yeah. Jughead's... Brett is no longer Jughead's foil. He is... beaten Jughead and moved on to Betty. Yeah. Functionally. And that's interesting that Betty's the final boss. (laughs) 4.1 GPA is an incredible GPA, by the way. I dated someone who had a 4.2 GPA, and they worked incredibly hard. I don't... I've never understood GPA. A grade point average? It just yeah. means your grades are really unbelievably good. Yeah, but what kind of ridiculous math leads to 4.0 as a... And then 4.1 and 4.2? I don't yep. know. It's a mystery. Why Why 4 in the first place? Oh, wait a minute. Did I date someone with 4.2 GPA or was he jealous of someone with a 4.2 GPA? <laughs> I can't remember now. He had a very good GPA, though. I Honestly, that's not a that's not a, a burn. I actually don't remember. <laughs> I 
hated this sequence. It was really silly. Jughead's ideas were terrible, and who are these old shadow cabinet ministers? Yeah. <laughs> Running a franchise. like This isn't how any decisions are made in a dark, shadowy room by random strangers impulsively in a hot pitch session with their new already hired writer. Yeah. They would give him an outline, a plot, a premise, and a significant amount of detail. Or there'd be, like, taking a meeting with someone to take a meeting with someone else to have a coffee with someone to maybe meet later on a phone call. Like, The council you know certainly I mean? wouldn't convene at his school. No. On no his one schedule. hires minors to be shadow writers. If they did, I'd be a millionaire already. I would have started at 13 or 14. These, and I would be so rich. These four mysterious strangers... In shadow, who've swept in, yeah. and who only like the bad, million dollar the worst idea, idea for Chuck. None mm. of that was true. Yeah, it was terrible. That was unfortunately <laughs> forced. Love you, Riverdale. That was terrible. Yeah, not your best. Not your best plot machinations. By the nice. way, I keep tapping my thigh absentmindedly near the mic. I gotta if, stop. If you I'm hear so a sad. gentle rhythmic thump, thump, it's boop, not boop, the body boop, under the, your floorboards. Boop, boop. Wow. I enjoyed Sheriff Keller yeah. getting some more screen time. His actor is so attractive. Yep. Yep. He does he mm. does like straightforward and blunt in a very in such a he he does a, a honest in a such also a nice a way. Also a good actor. Sorry. I just every now and again like an older man smiles in the right way and I'm like, ooh, hello. <laughs> um this is all annoying, too. I'm annoyed. I'm just really annoyed by this episode, which is weird, because I really have enjoyed the last few quite a bit. Yep, yep, yep. I, I agree. This scene felt deeply contrived and, like, that's really new flannel. Yeah. They usually do working class dynamics a bit better than this, but this is really hokey. Hey, was that a Vancouver brewery on that? <laughs> Or maybe it's just all beer looks the same, and I know this is shot in Vancouver. That's probably what's happening. Y'all, this is related to nothing, but Tazzy is deep perched on me, and I'm so happy. Is your foot asleep? My foot falls asleep usually at this point. I'm 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 good. Yeah. I I am content. She is gently flicking her tail in a low anxious way and dozing on me. Yeah. I I so rarely get cat time. Now, um, this plot is, once again, this plot is also aggressively contrived, this episode. Yeah. There is no logic to the steps or stratagems. Everyone, including Hiram, makes terrible decisions. What? Very, very strange. This scene is weird, too, because why would, like, it's so tactically foolish mm -hmm. like, to, for her to go and just tell him what they did. I believe Veronica is this foolish. I believe... To uh, Cheryl and Tony know better, mm, yeah, but then right. Cheryl went goes and pulls her murder mom out of the hole. Yeah, that's weird. That's just not smart, and gives her a disguised mask of her own face, and it's just like there's weird, and then there's foolish. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Charles the feeder of dangerous information throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's gone to see Chicken Jail a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um. Looking at this through the lens of assuming that Charles is feeding them everyone bad information that will ruin them. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's going to be so fun when that reveal finally gets revealed. Yeah, I can, I can see some fun seeds being planted. 
this fight. So, we're not going to touch the ethics of having your FBI agent do a rundown on this kid you have a rivalry with. Yeah. At all. Like, also, that would be a very stupid thing to tell Brett, whose father is a member of government. <laughs> so touch more than I googled you. Which, like, rude, Jughead. Deeply. And he knows it, and he's wrong, and it's indefensible. Yeah, Betty, get out of there. It's interesting watching characters make indefensible mistakes and then roll with it. Yeah. Maybe he'll actually face the real consequences. Yeah. <laughs> death. I death. Guess. Death. Yes. Um, I do like this bottle. The prop. Like, the mm, prop itself mm, is quite... Mm. Like, I would buy that rum. It's very appealing looking. I agree. And I love the concept of Veronica and Cheryl as collaborative business partners. Yeah. There's... I want more from their scheming than this episode delivers. This... Okay, <sighs> I have another question. Yeah. About verisimilitude. Um, Just about giving away free liquor in do, an unlicensed club also being illegal. have clubs in America? I, as I understand it in like... Oh, I I just caught Kevin's screen, and yeah, that's a that's a faceless torso on his screen. Mm -hmm. Um, as I understand it, there are clubs for teens that are dry in L.A., and possibly it has happened in New York, but I only know firsthand of the like Central Hollywood L.A. WeHo scene, which is a unique part of America. Yeah. As far as party scene goes, as I understand it. Because I know that there are children's casinos. Like, you can go to the casino mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. like, there's, like, casino daycare and you drop your kids off there. That's real. That sounds worrisome it's in many It's really ways. terrible. I don't like it. Um, Learn math? Hopefully, fingers crossed, my friend. Yeah, Matt, Kate. Also this. Catfishing. It is, okay, it is, it is a thing that there are um, dudes who do business on Grinder. Oh, yeah. It is, it is a subset. It is also um, a truth of all dating apps. People do business yep, him on yep, all dating yep, apps. Catfishing performers is not ethical business practice. It's not. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's not. I mean, I feel like not, people not, who, who not, use, not. um, I feel like most people who, well, maybe not even most, I feel like, <laughs> see, this is, this is, this is. This fight? This is. This is grounds when you're 17 to break up with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Layers and layers of lies and a, a recent pattern of sudden half-truths half and omissions. Totally. I mean, they've been through more than most teen couples. I'll give them that. But with all the murder. Yeah. This is... This is all sorts of problems going on here. This doesn't sound like this is bad. Anyway, there's um, they burnt a lot of verisimilitude on this being an actual proper fight that they could have used on plot points but didn't. Yeah. It's not like there's a finite amount of verisimilitude, but they did okay there <laughs> in other places where yeah. they've failed. Um Ke uh, former sheriff Keller and yet I'm I'm always like what why is the cop my favorite character? Again. I know, because cops are moral in television shows. Ugh. It's just in real life where they get given jobs that they shouldn't be given with sniper yeah. rifles. 
everything RCMP. from mental <laughs> health care services <laughs> to military enforcements. But Sheriff Keller's running Archie's company. Yeah, he's great. He seems lovely. Former former Sheriff Keller <laughs> is the only grounded, reasonable person in this plot. Also, Tazzy is still on me. Just yeah. a note: I'm bragging. <laughs> um, I was worried that we were gonna have um a lot of audio solos from our uh, mascot. mascot, but she has been very good. Um, this is silly. I don't think Yale would do this. I don't know that much about Yale, though. I Maybe believe Charles would. is lying for shenanigans. I believe you're right. I fully believe he is stirring the pot because, pot stirring. because we know not to trust him now, subtly. Yes. And also... He looks neutral and calculating in that last cutaway. I, <laughs> yes. I didn't catch that first time, but I feel validated in my assumptions. I just I just don't like the way Jughead is is <coughs> behaving. Like he you, 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 you jinxed it. I did well, yeah. she moved. <laughs> I did jinx it. She heard um, you. The way Jughead's behaving? I just yes. yeah, like he gives Betty a bunch of excuses for lying to her and then goes and gets mad at someone who's behaved badly, to be fair, for, like, blowing his cover rather than, like... Dude, why'd you say that in front of my girlfriend? Yeah. Like, it's just such straight boy BS. I really... I don't... I'm not impressed with Jughead. And I love Jughead's character, usually. I usually identify with... This was the cherry on top. <laughs> the hyper melodrama. This is the first of two smashes in this episode. <laughs> Not the same implement, but the same type similar, of implement. Similar hammers. You destroyed my future, too. This is such tight melodrama. She's a pretty capable performer, and this... She's better than these uh, George Lucas lions. Yeah, she really is. Oh, yeah, where's your lightsaber there? Mm-hmm. This color grading. Come on, Betty. They didn't even make the color good here. They just slapped a heavy blue filter on everything. Yeah. It's maybe someone was sick this week. <laughs> yep, you know, all everyone has off weeks. It's amazing how often <laughs> things like production schedule yeah, just mess life up. Oh, side note. Sabrina. Oh yeah. Um I won't dig into spoilers yet cuz y'all haven't had much time to watch season 3. No. But there's a thing with a snake dance. And I 100% believe the thing with the snake dance is what was intended to be Betty's snake charmer scene, but it didn't happen. I was watching the scene just just with just enough little, like, anecdotes to put piece together. Like, I feel like this is what you intended all along. Okay. And you finally got to do it. Because witches. I believe that. It's a, it's a hunch. Yeah, I'm a little annoyed that Sabrina rehired my friend's abusive ex, but other than that, it's fine. Yep, yep, yep. <sighs> By a little annoyed, I mean... It's a problem. F that, y'all. <sighs> Is this guy logo? I don't like yeah, that I he... sent him my phone number. Del- <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a bit of a thirsty week, I'm sorry. Carry on. I mean, it's all that Beatles burlesque, Chloe. Yes. I'm with you. Yes, I'm with you. <laughs> Okay, so awkward pacing moment. Making out, inviting to the room is not what you do pre-business pitch. This also suffered some contrivance. 
Um, nice to see Casey caught with something to chew on. Um, his face does a lot of work in this plot. This is, I just... It's weird. This is weird. This is a weird plot. Um, I don't know where we're going here. <laughs> and I don't feel entirely that. comfortable that we're going there, <laughs> wherever it is. Like, I... Kevin, you have exactly the right reaction there, which is... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? <laughs> we, the audience, are Kevin awkwardly in the room with the handsome man who's interested us in us in strange and ambiguous ways. Now, Kevin, if you are over 18, you mm-hmm. feel like you have informed consent and are not being coerced, mm-hmm. um, which is questionable at this juncture. Very questionable. Um, if you do 20 of these, you can pay for college. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But still, there's ab- informed consent, yep. no coercion, over 18. <laughs> there's absolutely no shame or problem in some knowing engagement and performance and sex work, but this doesn't feel terribly knowing and safe. Yeah. Or <sighs> I enjoyed this cute moment. I went to a graveyard. This 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 was a cute couple chemistry moment. Like mm. for all the this being bad for them, this is really cute chemistry. Oh yeah, it is very it's very cute chemistry. These actors have very good chemistry for obvious reasons. I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss this chemistry if Betty has to pretend to have chemistry with Archie. I heard a great fan theory um, from a former host of this podcast, actually, ooh, ooh. who does not think Jughead has died. Oh, uh, yes. She thinks he's setting up a big Baxter Brothers mystery. <laughs> um, oh, yes. It was very oh, loud, yes. and I didn't catch all the details, so Anne, I'm sorry if I'm misrepresenting. Send us a message. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's an interesting choice. It's a nice alternative option. Um, I have been thinking about the fact that we are fairly thick into the getaway with murder plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for how many episodes we have left in this season. Like, I, I, I'm wondering how it's going to vamp a whole half season in those four weeks. I don't know. I enjoyed this scene. Um, much in the way I enjoyed the frequent use of generic pop scoring and the sound design of this episode um Mm -hmm. a little bit but in a very shallow way yeah is how i enjoyed this scene it's a very 2001 uh choker that she's wearing god this bugged me this man is behaving like an jaded 17 year old yep who didn't get the rights spot he wanted on the football team great skirt on veronica by the way remember when hiram the mayor had to worry about stuff like public opinion yes i do and not like hey i'm gonna shut down the speakeasy of kids and in front of y'all and all the cops i brought i'm gonna just smash your property and like not that he can't do that in theory not that he couldn't get away with that but this doesn't feel real yeah. And it doesn't feel like any reasonable decision Mark Consuelo's character has built so far would be making. Yes. Also, where did his cufflinks go? <laughs> Ugh. This is so annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm so annoyed by this. There are a lot of moments of pretty cinematography that are a bit disjoint in this episode. There are standalone shots chopped together. But on the whole, yeah. it didn't cut together into something cohesive for me. I feel like there's a lot of rapid decision-making this episode. Yeah. 
as if more time was meant to be drawn out. Yeah. The other thing is that um, I feel like if the mayor of your town walked into the place where you were partying as a teenager <laughs> and started smashing things, you would immediately pull out your phone and put it on Instagram or Snapchat or Vine it. I don't know what the children do these days. And then Ellen would talk about it. Then Ellen would talk about it. Yep. After about a week of actual social media virality, it would make its way to the daytime TV, and then the moms of Riverdale would know about it. Yep. All the straight moms love Ellen. Bless. <laughs> I don't know who is blessed in that situation, but someone probably feels it. Mostly Ellen. Yeah. Uh, so many reactive, responsive faces from uh, from Kevin here, telling us it's interesting. I I I, I have had my um, my headphones out for the last two Kevin episodes, and particularly watched his face, and like he is telling us exactly how bad of an idea this all is. Yeah. Which leaves me a little more uncomfortable with the plot, even like further. Yeah. Like. This show doesn't have a great history of positive sex work representation. New. Or treating its characters with proper age. Yeah. The, 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 the probably children. The probably children. Kevin's been on Humper, Grindem, whatever it is. Red State Meat. That. He's got a lot of apps. He's got a lot of apps. Mm-hmm. For a while. <sighs> Just, just, just this man is smarm. And, yeah. And it's, this isn't necessarily how I want gay porn culture explored yeah. amongst the CW. I don't, I don't know that this is, like, there's, there's something gay culture about this, but it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I do like that the Kellers are back. Yes. And being used in some way. I also love the, like, teenage business outfits these two girls have on. <laughs> so, there's a comment made here about sex work not being allied with feminism. Yep, yep, yep. And... Veronica is also being here's, judgy. Here's what's up. Here's what's up. <laughs> Feminists are not one homogenous group. We all feel differently about sex work. Mm -hmm. um, again, informed consent, legal adults are allowed to do whatever they want for money, in my opinion. And I'm sorry that this show does not agree. Yeah. I'm disappointed. They simplify the issue a lot for how often they utilize That's it the in problem. plot. They use it too much well, and oversimplify yeah. it. That's exactly the problem. Yeah. Thank you. Chick, Penelope... Um, yeah. Betty's cam, brief cam girl experience being treated as psychological trauma breakdown yeah, and now this behavior. business with Kevin. And now this. Yeah. There's too many actual n and negative and stereotypically negative portrayals of various levels and, yeah. and variations of sex work. For okay. a show that is largely sex positive. Yeah. More than not. A friend of mine who watches this show who is a sex worker did like Penelope's character. I disagree yeah. with her because Penelope sent her daughter to gay conversion therapy. But Penelope's um, done some stuff since we have yes. discovered her career. Um... She's done some stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I... She was interesting when first introduced. Mm -hmm. Before the serial killing. 
Oh, yeah, that also. Oh. I forgot about the serial killing. But especially conversion therapy. But also the serial killing, <laughs> but especially the conversion therapy. Yes, the conversion therapy is, like, more more pervasive and more real to us than yeah. the serial killing. It's like I serial killers are real, but they don't target you because you're young and vulnerable and queer. Yes. By the way, I hope that when I am being kept in a bunker, I dress that well. Yeah. And drink tea with that much panache. And she's got quite a stock of candles. I, this is a terrible decision. Yeah, this is a terrible. terrible decision. This is a terrible decision, and we all know it, and we all watch it happen. Veronica knows it, and Cheryl knows it, and Penelope knows it. Mm-hmm. And we all just let it happen. That's what this episode is. At any point, anyone could have stopped. Is this an attempt at portraying hubris? This? The whole episode. Maybe. Perhaps it is the writer's hubris <laughs> on display this episode. <laughs> Riverdale, I think Ryan and I are having an off week where we are jiving with this show. <laughs> I'm not super in sync. There's a lot that's really technically good in this show, yeah. but it's pretty all over the place. Um, I think it, I I think I'm really suffering my viewer experience for having really enjoyed how cohesive having the ensemble together the last couple weeks has been, mm-hmm. and um, now really splitting these plots up is there's so little time to develop any of them. Yeah. And also, I think there was a woman on that crew for a sec. Thanks, Riverdale. Carry on. Oh, yeah, there was there was a woman drinking with him the other night. There was there was one man with dark skin, and there was one woman on this crew. Ah, yes. As, 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 we, as we sometimes default to yes. in our background casting. Anyway, you were saying. <clears throat> was I? You were. Oh. I interrupt you a lot, Ryan. When I go back and listen to these episodes, I'm mortified. <laughs> Consistently well, I mortified. A lot. So, um, if you wouldn't borrow money from a teenager, you wouldn't like ma- emotionally manipulate a teenager into feeling guilty for making you feel guilty for gambling the money that you took without asking. Like, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, like you you hold yourself to disingenuous standards at least. Yeah. And are fooling yourself to think are the arbitrary lines of taking money from your nephew's company makes yeah. it better. See, the thing that is slightly unbelievable about this is Mm -hmm. that Donna and Joan would take one look at the women on the other side of the room and be like, I want to be in their gang. (laughs) I mean... Screw these two dudes. I mean, we haven't heard from the dude with the glasses, so we have no idea what he's like. Tony, Cheryl, and Veronica are a spectacular team of ringers that she has assembled. Yeah. Um, They're also... Like, when do they sleep? Who? <laughs> any of Veronica those women. Cheryl? I don't know. Literally do any do of those women. Tony was arranging Why? house arrest. Do they do homework? They're running three businesses right now. Why three. do they do homework? Exactly. They've already won the <laughs> capitalism game. Why are they bothering graduating from high school? Yale, I guess? Don't you need Yale to be successful in America? I don't know. <laughs> I lived in America twice. This is not a good thing that Alice does. No. It's an incorrect thing. And baffling. Like, not only is it a bad decision, it's a foolish decision. Uncharacteristically sloppy yeah, foolish. Yeah, it is really Both on Alice foolish. and Betty's. Like, this is one of those episodes where I, I, I found myself thinking, I bet they're going to do this. And they, they did a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not good. That's... I, 
that's not me being clever. I'm not predictably smart here. It's just the obvious answers were chosen so often. Yeah. And all this setup. You may have heard a shuffle. The cat exploded slightly. Yeah. So I had to explode in response. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed how they shot this quiz show. I could yeah, have lived fun. in this world more. I could have too. It was really fun. But we didn't. There was a lot, like, time seemed to move fast this episode. Except it didn't because three weeks ago, four weeks later and four weeks later and... Trucking along very slow. Yeah. I loved the little glasses of Jess from that actor. Oh, that was so fun. The character's name is Jonathan. Yeah. Forget the the actor's name. I love how, like, arbitrary but important the weight of how a character adjusts their glasses somehow is. Oh, my is. God. It was it's, so cute. It's, it's, it's just... You have a type? Yeah. I, I didn't notice their handwritten signs before. That's cute. Yes. Their signatures and styles. It's a little bit too, like... It's a little bit like the art department was having a day. Like, no one actually would write their names like that with Sharpie. That is possible. Even Veronica Lodge. <laughs> that particular style of uh, <coughs> calligraphy. Oh. <sighs> I mean, I also love that this is a question that Betty would know the answer to regardless. It's about cars. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we've we've toyed with the limits of Brett's perspective on reality. Um, spark plugs being such a bad answer is a little bit pleasing. Um, yeah, I mean, when would he work on a car? But we are, we are taking a, the briefest of steps towards Brett... Brett's... End, I suspect. Brett's, like, limits as an opponent for Betty. It's interesting watching him lose here. That's my, that's my, my take on it anyway. Yes. Like, like what one-up, what one-upmanship are we going to get in which he takes, he repays the favor to Betty? Maybe that's how Jack Kettle will die. There's this duel coming. I kind of want Brad to kill Jughead. Just a little bit. I think he... Doesn't he? Maybe. I think he's going to kill Jughead. I don't know, though. Maybe it's in the duel. Sean was very, very good about, like, not giving anything away. Stupid coy actors on and off mic. Whatever DNR he signed, (laughs) he's following it to the letter. Bless his His do not resuscitate. What? Did I say DNR? Oh, no. That is not what I meant. If his heart stops, they shouldn't bring his character back on. What acronym am I looking for? NDA. An NDA. DNR. Very different things. Very different things. I think I've made that mistake before on this show, actually. (laughs) This scene is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Archie teaches, he dads his uncle. But then it works, but it's also probably someone with long chronic addictions issues and instability yeah. going along with the system. Like, I don't have much hope, but maybe they're going to try to flip it and be like, surprise, he, Archie was right all along, and that oh, would be boy. nice. But I don't, it's too paint by numbers this episode. Yeah, I don't know what's I can't, going on here. Even this, like, ah yes, Principal Honey is... Waiting to ruin her applause mm-hmm. in the most dramatic parting of the students possible. Mm-hmm. And, like, Betty, flush it down the toilet. 
for gosh yeah, sake. It. Burn it. As she was staring at it, I found myself thinking, I got okay, fireplace, water, water. Water is how you get rid of that. Fold it up and stick it in your bra and Eat take it. it home and burn it. You, you, everyone is so foolish. It's weird. And there's no rhyme or... This, yeah, this is something that's bothering me here. You just messed up your daughter's chances of going to Yale. Out arbitrarily and out of the blue. Yeah. Too. This like, is not the best outfit they've ever put Betty in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I love <laughs> the outfit on Alice. But that's all we got going good for Alice. Character development yeah. right now. Betty is also incredibly patient with her mom in this sequence. I don't know why. I would be livid. All the therapy? Maybe. Gina Torres, we need you back. Come oh, back. oh, oh, I think Gina Torres is coming back. Oh, I'm gonna oh, inter- I'm gonna interrupt this uh with, with this scene we know where it goes. <laughs> uh, I was I saw today the announcement of the next Rodale musical. Oh. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. What? Is being taken on. In oh Riverdale. my god. The cast list features some of our favorite um elevated ensemble such as Sweet Pea and Peaches <laughs> and Creams, but also Mrs. Burble. What? So I don't oh, even know. Oh my god. Who's Hedwig? Um the weird thing in the promo image is everyone's Hedwig. So we'll find <laughs> out. Oh no. Yep. I need to go and ha- we need to have a Hedwig watch night before I've never we get seen to it. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never it. seen the film. I've I oh, oh, oh. So how are you feeling about all of these revelations? I mean, this is quite boring, you know. Someone yeah, yeah. Someone else to do sex work, blah blah blah. Yep. It's not yep. Even, so this is like not sex work. Also, if they're underage, this is trafficking. It's different. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> truth, truth, truth. And like, it could make it better to clarify their ages, but the ah, it's just ah, yeah, where is this just, plot gonna go? Yeah, I'm, like we're mostly concerned with the optics rather I, than like these actors are all overage. So I see no good outcome for. I'm also, I'm also often slightly uncomfortable when the gayest of gay subplots and the only one that's super visibly aggressively queer going on on the table right now that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Like, like the, like last, last half season we had Shoni and this half season we have Kevin. Yeah. Please have some nice outcomes for gay men on our media. Yeah. Like... We talked all about the problems of Choni. Yeah. But now we got nothing but problems for Kevin. Yeah. And just, ah. 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 Great outfit on Cheryl, but ah. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, yeah, I didn't catch her the first time, but that is a spectacular look on her. Um, good hair the, curls, like, all sorts. Snake skin. It's not snake skin, but the, the rhinestones make me think of like a... Well, they're not even they... rhinestones. It's like sort of some weird glitter tweed pattern. Yeah. It's neat. This mask of her own face. It's really creepy. Like anyone of the regulars at Penelope's club would not recognize Penelope here. And like everyone is going to be fine with the known serial killer poisoner serving them whiskey at the non-sex bordello. Yeah. That's a really effective business model. They are teenagers, after all. <laughs> I have sunflowers stuck in my head. Sorry for humming it on air. 
Um, it's so aggressively stuck in my head. I'm humming it on air. This scene, again, it's really paint by numbers. You're right. That's a really good way of putting it. It's very well shot. There's some really striking dramatic cinematography heightening it all. Mm-hmm. Maybe they maybe they looked at the script and they and they recognized, hey, this is tropey, and then they just threw a lot of shiny cinematography to lean into the trope. I would accept that. There is yeah. there is art to taking not your best work and doing something ridiculous with it. I have respect for that. I am trying to make excuses for them at this point. That's Ooh. that's how not into this episode I think I may be. It's an odd episode. It is. Although this seems to be the setup for the murder, or is it? I mean, that's the thing. I don't know how close or how far we are. And I, I, I'm feeling a little bit strung out with the murder plot. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since they've progressed with any real hints or clues of any substance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... You know, hearkening back to how I get away with murder, um, the 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 twist reveal was is weekly, is episodic, and that's a core component of the tension. Yeah, that has was was replica- replicated well for a couple of episodes, but has not kept up, and feels a little bit by the wayside as a season tension arc. So anyway, Archie and Betty, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm So I'm confused a bit. Hot dog. So what? here's what we've seen. Hot dog. I'm just going to sit up. Hot dog. Um, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, hot dog. Um, I'm going to sit up for a minute. We're reading hot dog because that's the, the, the freeze pause screen. Yeah. Jughead staring at, Pop, at Pop's window. Uh, anyway, um, that was an episode. That was an episode. Um, we talked a lot about. We did uh, about unrelated. Here's and... what we know: we know that there is a scene where it looks like Betty kills Jughead. Mm-hmm, we knows mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is a scene. We we knows we know Sean um, that there is a scene where FP arrests um, Archie, Veronica, and Betty. We know there's a scene around this campfire. We'll never speak of this again. Spring break. And she's holding Jughead's hat. We know that it's Brett and Donna that identify them at the police station. And we know that um, uh, FP, for some reason, trusts them. So there has to be sort of an establishment of that trust. And now we know that Betty is like, I keep expecting Jughead to come back. So what's that about? What is going on with this mystery, Riverdale? (laughs) I have a problem <laughs> with that Please. mystery recap. Okay, tell me. As you put it all together in that neat package, um, that's all true, and that's all stale information. In what sense? None of that info is relevant to many, many recent plots. None of it feels like it has any momentum in the wider season, and a great number of these twists, hooks, and plot points are being laid very, very slowly. Um, this season is feeling kind of long for the type of thriller mystery that they seem to be gunning for. Oh, I'm not feeling that, necessarily. But it interests me that you are. Yeah, I'm not feeling the narrative momentum on the mystery, uh, particularly in this episode. It might be this episode being a bit thrown off for me, but, um, yeah. I'm I'm losing some of the narrative momentum this, this episode. There's... There's a lot going on, on in this ensemble show. And um, 
the type of the type of thriller that I have been coming to expect, I think requires a tighter plotting than the type of broad ensemble that this episode suggested the back half is leaning into. Hmm. Um, I, I feel like we're scattering. And after a first half of the season that did a great deal to clean up loose plot ends, um, and with a string of offers that leave me a little skeptical, a little underwhelmed, um, I'm, I'm hopeful for better next week. I'm hopeful it'll, will go somewhere next week, but I am, I'm starting to lose the, the steam of the mystery tension. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe it was just an off episode, and we've liked most of the episodes this season. Yeah. This one just isn't hitting. Yeah, maybe I'll watch us. it tomorrow, and I'll be happier. Who knows? It's true. Gang. Um, but well, then we'll watch more next week anyway, and it'll yeah. it'll wash clean all the sins of the past, right? Because they don't remember things week to week, except they do like season to season. They'll sometimes just forget. Or drop little plot points, but then two seasons later, remember, oh, hey, what about this? Yeah. I've appreciated the slight metatextuality of um, Archie dropping the bear references with oh, yeah, full knowledge of how fun. ridiculous it is. Yeah, that's been fun. Little, little bits like that. Are that's working. something I've always liked about the show. Like, one of the reasons I got on board with it in the first season is that mm. wonderful moment where where FP comes into the kid's party mm. and Veronica recognizes him from doing dealings with her mom. And someone says to her, that's Jughead's dad. And she almost looks at the camera and says, the plot thickens. I was like, yes, yeah. I'm here for this show. It's yeah. self-referential. I am into it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's a consistent strength. Okay, more of that next week, Riverdale Gang. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go run some fancy lights all weekend or whatnot. You, you go do your thing. Um Sex Education season two is out on Netflix. That was fun. Yay! I haven't seen it. It's enjoyable. Jillian Anderson oh, great. plays a sex therapist who is uh, has some boundary issues. Uh, I, it's about her and her teenage son, and it's very open and discussiony and sex positive. And they both make terrible mistakes and redeem in human ways. And it's charming and funny. Oh, that sounds and lovely. Very British. Very British. Great. Yes. I just saw uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse for the first time last week. Oh. I've been living under a rock. And I just started watching it for the second time this evening until Ryan came over. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Let's put Spider-Man back on. Yeah. All right. We're going to watch Spider-Man Gang. (laughs) Bye, Riverdale. See you next week.